0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal we John.
1: All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all,
2: ha! I didn't think that the Vikings would get a W last week being 6-1, and one, which was also Josh Allen's coin flip record from the year 2021.
3: And Rando. We have this trust built on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever Brandon Bean's drinking over there. On Buffalo Rumbles.
1: All right. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando here on a Victory Monday. We're Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You know where to find us on Twitter at Podcast. Gentlemen, we finally got a win. It's been like two or three weeks since either the Bills or Sabres won. And I guess my mind was going back to like
3: 2015. 2015 wasn't that bad of a year though, man, right? Like- it was good. Like first
1: year of college for me and Brandon. Pat, you were senior in high school at that point.
3: Uh, but I mean, I mean, I'm talking about the Bills. We had Tyrod in his glory, Sammy Watkins, Marcel Darius. Off the I thought 2014
2: front. was, that was the Kyle Orton year, if I remember. Yeah. Might
1: have yeah.
3: 2015 is the year I started working for the Bills. And we had that first game of the season with Rex Ryan. And they tried to break like the sound record against the Colts, which we did win that game. But do you remember the big hype for that season was the Bills pickup truck? Do you remember they had the... The Rex Ryan, he bought a pickup truck. Oh, drug. that's Those right. All, and oh, my gosh. Now they still have the cars on top of the gates when you come into the stadium. Everybody always gets such a kick out of them, but Rex Ryan. stuck. But Matt Castle gets the start.
1: That's so funny. I totally forgot about that.
3: Matt Castle got the start for that game because Tyrod lined up his receiver.
1: Interesting. Interesting stat. Yeah, that is. uh, You should. You definitely need to pull that out when we pull up some Matt Castle stat about (laughs) games started for the Bills and his record and stuff like that.
3: I want to say WGR just did it a couple weeks ago. They talked about it. Um, but yeah, they uh, because he counts as a a quarterback who starts a game from Jim Kelly to Josh Allen as trivia for that.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, so how, how we how we feeling? Bills got back on track. It wasn't pretty at times, but. Overall, any thoughts on the game?
3: Talk about Matt Milano, man. Pat, I thought that's what you were going to start with. I didn't want to steal any thunder from your boy, Matt Milano.
2: No, I mean that was that was pretty crazy. What did he have? I think he had twelve tackles, three for a loss. Uh, then he had a fumble recovery and a sack. I mean, that's and then Jordan Phillips was giving him big props, saying that he should be defensive player of the year. All pro Milano. All pro Milano. Yeah, he's a snack, a Milano cookie,
3: a Milano <laughs> cookie. <laughs> snack for sure. Well, um, Nick Chubb ate a lot of those cookies, which what they held them to 1.4 yards per carry. Uh, I have been betting Chubb recently. It wasn't at 14
1: carries for 19 yards or something like
3: yeah, that. Yeah. It's just his lowest total season. He's averaging hundred yards a game backup safety, backup linebacker, best run offense in the league. And we, we turned out a nice performance.
1: Yeah. I think that if it weren't for Justin Jefferson last week, you might be able to start this narrative about the bills. And you remember the whole bill Belichick thing where it's like, he can shut your best player down. Like that's what he always tries to do. And I think that good teams, good defenses are really good at doing that. Um, for the most part, the bills have done that. Like in the first Miami game, Tyreek Hill was a can non-factor. I argue
3: this? can I argue this with you? Cause I don't agree.
1: I, I'm not saying it's totally true. Like we just had Justin Jefferson two weeks ago. Absolutely destroy us. So I'm I would, just, it I would that, give maybe, it the counter.
3: I would say the opposite because I feel like a lot of big names come in here and get fantasy points, but they never win. It's like, that's it. Dalvin cook gets one 80 yard run and that boosts his stats. Derrick Henry got one 60 yard run that boosts his stats. Deandre Hopkins caught a Hail Mary to boost his stats. You know, it's like these, right. whatever well, Justin well now we're going
1: back years. If, if we're talking like this year, at least, you know, Derrick Henry, didn't have a no. significant... Uh, he probably yeah. had his worst game of the year rushing. Yeah. Nick Chubb just had his worst game of the year rushing by far. Like I said, Tyreek Hill in the Miami game. And again, Delvin Cook had a big run, but I think Justin Jefferson really was the, the bigger story of that game. What
3: would you rather yeah. have, though? Absolutely. Would you rather have the best player that goes off while you still win the game, or you shut down the best player? Because New England's not winning. Well, they're winning, but not not winning, winning, right? Like. Yeah, I I think it's
1: it's again it's not an overarching thing. I'm just like I, I wonder if that narrative would be floating around if it weren't for Justin Jefferson. But I think that it does help because they made the Browns like part of their. It looked like they were trying to let them pass. You know, they're not going to let the strength of your team be the thing that they're not going to let you do it by default. So if that meant playing off coverage and rallying to the ball and tackling and letting them work their way down the field, it ended up working, you know, it didn't look pretty in the first half because the Browns were moving the ball and the bills weren't. And so it was, it was a little bit rough, but you know, when it came down to it, Chubb, Chubb did hurt us through the air on a couple of screen plays, and you can call those quote unquote rushes. But as far as handing the ball off and and usually a big strength of the Cleveland Browns offense and how they really want to play football, they weren't able to do it. And Jacoby Brissett passed for what, three hundred twenty-four yards or something like that. Yeah. Usually, if a quarterback puts up that many yards, they're usually in the W column. But
3: well, I thought about
2: well, they're not a quarterback stats.
3: So. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's true. I thought about pass only when it's convenient, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Lawson, Phillips, and Daquan Jones, I thought all played good games. I know. Yes. I know your big stands of those defensive linemen
2: and you love to see having it a pretty rough game yeah. last year or
1: last week. They kind of had a rough game. So it was, that was a needed,
2: yeah. I mean, Shaq lost in two games in a row though. really coming up big towards the end of games. I thought, was, yeah. I also thought it was uh, interesting too. It was good to see, you know, Kenny, Kenny, keep the ball on the ground there for a little bit. I like that. I thought that was, that was really interesting. I think it is one of those things. that does seem to be a bills progression where second half of the, of the season, the run game really starts to pick up and maybe, you know, I, I think back to last year, what was it? Singletary's last eight games. I want to say, if you look that statistically, I want to uh, maybe exactly. last
3: four games, he had like eight touchdowns or something like that. I don't know what it's like. it was. But he, you're right though. In the way that the they turn of of the up. Season.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: The way that they turn up in the second half of the season, it's, it's the same thing with Josh's carries. I saw a stat today um, in the first, well, this, this is a weird point, but in the first, what, first six games of the season, they called like nine carries for him per game and he was averaging six or seven yards per carry. And in the last two games, they've called one quarterback and it was just the one touchdown run. Um, But that's going to be a stat that has to evolve. Like we have to get this running game. James Cook, who do you You want? Who do you want want to have the ball more? Cook or Singletary?
1: Yes. I kind of like what they're doing. It's (laughs) kind of based on the scheme that they're running up front. Um, Devin Singletary is doing a lot more of those, you know, inside counters and that kind of stuff between the tackles and James Cook is running the zone type runs and it seems to be working. Like James Cook did miss a cut in the first half uh, on the first drive and it took him a second to get going, but he had some really nice runs in the second half and broke off a couple of them. I mean, he was averaging over 10 yards of carry at one point during this game. So, you know. I think that this is not only important to know that they can rush the football, but it's a confidence builder for a guy like that. And also for the coaches as well. I think that game means a lot going forward because they're going to feel more comfortable putting it in his hands going forward. So we saw one carry from Naheem Hines, right? And it was the reverse. It was a reverse. Yeah, 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 negative eight yards. So Naheem Hines is about to be out here with, uh, what's his name? Reggie, Reggie Bush, Bush stats. stats here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he
2: did that punt return he had though. I mean, basically put exactly. on the so board like, for us. That's what I was going to get into. I
1: was like, his punt returning and kick returning was phenomenal. His I excellent mean, I don't know what his, his average was, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, kick returns, they were getting position out beyond the 25. Whereas when Isaiah McKenzie was returning kickoffs. Now, again, the blocking looked better in this case as well, but Isaiah McKenzie was rarely getting the ball past the 20. And if anything, we were all kind of worried about him fumbling. And whereas Naheem Hines has the confidence back there, you know, catching punts and also, you know, he's got the speed set us up with good field position a couple of times. So I thought that was, that was super encouraging. I think that that was worth the trade, you know, in and of itself, whether or not they yeah. can get him in on offense and hopefully they work him in a little bit more, but you know, especially with only what four receivers on the offense and Tanner Gentry, yeah. you know, Tanner Gentry. Pat proclaimed camp body, you know, which he is, that's like, he's, He's Josh's friend from Wyoming basically, right? And they're they're down so bad that he's the guy filling in right now.
3: Did you guys think cuz I watched some highlights after uh, the TV broadcast. We saw Diggs's conversation with coach. Thought that was interesting. I love that you could see Diggs kind of was like <sighs> like you could see calmer heads prevailed in that and then he goes in and catches a touchdown. But I didn't see Josh dab up Steph after that touchdown celebration. And I didn't really see him interact a ton after that what do you think's there you think he's getting because josh also Um, i don't know if you watched
1: like trouble in paradise here
3: yeah and i I don't know if you watched it but you could tell somebody sat josh allen in a room and hit his head with a laptop on every single one of the film interceptions because like josh double clutched three or four times in that game.
1: I think it was the reason why the offense kind of took a while to get going. And yeah. They went three and out, whatever it was three times there.
3: He double clutched. And it's like, that man was told do not force a f-ing thing or you will get beat. Sorry for the F bomb, mom and dad, but um, <laughs> the <laughs> way that he played looked like he was beaten down by coaching this week. And also not for nothing. I don't know. John doesn't have this problem. Pat, maybe you've had a bunch of snow this weekend. I don't know. But if you saw what happened, right? Just the physical exertion of what they had to do to get there. Josh probably deserved a time off. You know, it's not easy to shovel out. It's not easy to trug through snow. So Devin Singletary probably pushed like (laughs) square footage more snow than any player on that team because he's trugging through chest high snow. But yeah, I hope he had a periscope. That's physically exhausting to do before you go play a football game. And and a shout either.
1: out to all the people in Buffalo who did shovel these guys out too. I mean, there was, you know, city neighbors all over the place, digging these guys out. It was I mean, really we were cool doing to it see today. all those we videos on, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, um, It was really cool to see that, like Buffalo rumblings had a thread of all the players in the yes. snow and, yes. you know, them sharing people who were helping dig them out and stuff like that. But Matt,
2: did you get a lot of stuff in Rochester? None. None. There was no snow Nothing? on the ground. Wow. There was probably like, there was snow on the ground until 10 o'clock on Sunday. And then it was gone and there's no snow today.
3: Wow. wow, that's actually pretty interesting.
1: It's crazy. The difference between even the north and the south towns, from what I heard, was yeah. uh, was pretty substantial.
3: Yeah, like massive amount of difference.
1: Did your kids but have
2: school today, or did they have it off? No or? school
3: today. We had a snow day today.
1: Celebrate the Bills win.
3: There yeah, I mean, have... I it took me a long time to get my car out. Shout out to the Buffalo City Parking Authority. I'm literally at my car, and he gave me a ticket <laughs> this morning. Grr. but anyways <laughs> so just let me put that out there for anybody in Buffalo who's parked on the wrong side of the street you better move your car but anyways I think it was game manager Josh at his finest and I'm okay with that
2: and I mean I thought it was cool too. see Dawson Knox get involved a little bit too you have seven catches I mean seven for 70 definitely spreading the ball around game game manager Josh I mean uh, there's definitely worse players in, in league history than 2019, Josh. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. I like I
1: like seeing Dawson Knox as the safety valve. It's kind of like this nice creative wrinkle where everyone else is downfield and, you know, Dawson Knox is hanging out on the sideline with one guy on him that's just basically kind of spying him. I liked it because Dawson Knox is the kind of guy who, and he did this on many occasions, he's got one guy to beat for four more yards for a first down on third and 10. And he's the kind of guy who you think he can beat that one guy. He's either going to plow through him. He's not going to run around him, but he's not going to give up until he's fallen forward. So I like that wrinkle to the offense. I think they can do more with that going forward. That's a great safety valve for Josh. If nothing's open downfield, if you don't have that option there, then he's going to try to run and he's going to get sacked or, you know, hurt taking a hit or something like that. So I enjoyed that. Definitely a lot of field goals. In this game, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, Brandon learned about Tyler Bass. Uh, this
3: is the worst fantasy bet of all time. Fantasy beat. I pick up Nick Folk. The dude's been killing it for me all year. I didn't want to have to drop him, but I did. for because I dropped Tyler Bass due to the snow injury. And I had to drop him for my amount of players that I was going to have. But it was like I had already made two claims. So it was like the process didn't come through. Like I dropped him Wednesday and the move didn't go through until Saturday. And Saturday morning, I'm playing PlayStation with our friend of the show, Nate, and his brother, Trey. And Trey's like, yeah, Lauren, his girlfriend who's in the league, says thanks for Tyler Bass. And I was like, no, somebody claimed him. And I was like, he was kicking in a blizzard. Why would I have him? Nick Folk gets two points and Tyler Bass ties the, his own franchise record and Steve Christie's with three made six made field goals with what 27 fantasy points. So I think it... it was
1: like 23 or something like that. Uh, so I don't know. Agree. Maybe there was a bonus if it was Nate's league. Um but I think he was what like 4 for 4 on field goals or 5 for 5 5 for 5 and then two extra points.
2: 6 for 6 and two
3: extra points.
2: No, but we didn't kick he didn't he didn't kick two extra points. He only kicked one extra point because we went for two.
3: Yep. Good catch. Good catch. But he did kick that 58 yarder. So you get a bonus point for the 50 plus. But anyways, Dude. it was a net loss of like 20 total points. Cause Nick full got me nothing. And Ty asked, lit it up. Yeah. So,
1: well, don't look at my start sit decisions in the rumblings league. I, I left about 50 points on the bench <laughs> by keeping, you know, anyway, it was, it was rough.
3: I thought you might but. laugh at this Pat because I was the first team to be mathematically eliminated <laughs> from the playoffs in Buffalo rumblings league. Oh no! My playoff chances are at zero, but I'm not in last place. My playoff chances are at zero based on my losses to previous teams. So I, Man, don't, I might be in danger <laughs> of that as well. So I don't have to shave my mustache or I don't have to shave my beard, but we're looking in that category here where it's like, I'm looking down or I'm looking up at you guys. I'm struggling.
1: All right, well, let's get into some Detroit talk. We got Thanksgiving coming up this week. I'm sure everybody's excited and unless you hate your family members, but. Anyway, Detroit playing in the same spot, playing on the same turf. We don't know if Trey White's going to be back or not. I would guess probably not. And I'd be okay with that. I don't know if you guys feel free to fight me on that if you want. I'm
3: cool with him sitting. It's uh, the average. I saw this. He's only two weeks over what the average NFL player takes to come back. He's like, like 11 months, two weeks now. And the average player comes back at 11 months. So he's yeah. barely pushing the envelope. I don't care what anybody says about him. I don't know why people are giving him such a hard time. Just let him be, let him rehab, let him be 140% ready. Also curious about why people are constantly saying Beckham's ready. Cause he tore his ACL in February. So yeah, to have him come back in November, the timetable has got to be different for everybody for sure. Um, well, the I, average I is 11, ACLs. you might get nine and you might get 12. So
2: like, Right, and you got to think right. someone's got kinesthetic, like whatever, kinesiology reports where they would be able to tell the actual, like, I'm sure they can tell the actual like thickness of the ligament and like per how many steps that would take to tear. Like, I'm sure there's some scientific matrix that's, you know what I mean? Advising them for him not to play. I'm sure that yeah. that's, you know what I mean? I'm sure that there's some sort well, and of then
3: once you get metric there, that
2: they've they've used.
3: Once you get to that point of like your structural integrity of your injury is back to healthy, Then it's the mental aspect. It's like, I know I physically can do it. I have to just do it a hundred times over. But the thing is Ford Field has some injuries. Their turf has been complained about this year. Um, I was reading about that and the Bills have back-to-back games on there. So knock on wood for that injury bug. We don't want to see anything happen on Thanksgiving again because I'm thankful that we went so many years without injuries and now we're paying the price, I think, of a little bit of regression to the mean here for injuries on our team. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And Getting back to Trey just for a second. I, like you said, I really don't blame him. You know, the mental side of it, rehabbing is a lonely, lonely process. And it's not to be understated the effect that that has when you're grinding it out every single day. You know, you're spending eight hours a day at a facility, but you're with maybe one or two people at a time. And most of the time, you're just by yourself because you're not with the team. You know, you can be in meeting rooms for certain things. I'm sure that. Trey is for sure, but he's not out on the practice field with these guys most times. I mean, if he is, he's doing drills off to the side, but you really feel like this disconnected member of the team. And while that might be, you know, like we've all been injured in football and had to take a practice where we're doing things that are different. You know, I think all three of us have gone through that at some point, but a year of that, like a year of that. And that's, you know, your entire job, your entire identity. And that combined on top of, I think in Trey's case, you know, the risk of re-injury and football, you know, at the NFL level, especially when you're a corner, you have to be a hundred percent confident in every single thing that you do. It's a fast sport. And if, if your mind isn't confident or, you know, you're not ahead of the game mentally, then that can kind of catch up to you. And it's like, you know, it's almost like worrying about re-injury, you know, maybe I'm reaching for straws. You're not.
3: But- so let me tell you, because I, sorry. I don't I, mean, like being job, worried right? about injury can cause it almost, you can almost manifest it to happen. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Thank you for putting it into much better words.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm in week 16 of my rehab right now for my back. And it's like, it, I only go twice a week and I haven't gone twice a week, the whole 16 weeks. And it's so hard. Like it's so physically hard. And I'm just trying to be able to like, put my socks on and and teach third grade phys ed and whatever. Like I'm not a professional athlete. I play beer league hockey, but I haven't touched a stick or skates or whatever. Um, but my first rehab, when I hurt my shoulder the first time and I did maybe nine weeks of rehab, I remember going back early and really hurting myself, but I thought I was good. And I had a whole talk with him about like, but I I thought I was good, but I was playing cautious and I like did something and I like locked up my back and I, and he sat me down and we had an hour long conversation about how important it is for your brain to think you're ready to go and how you came back early, even though you thought you didn't. And that's why you keep going for another month because you, you always add the time on just so you can be physically ready. So like even for my rehab now, it's like I can run a little bit and I can play the games with them, but I can't strap on skates. So he's like, you need to have like, like almost you got to simulate the game as much as you can and see how your body responds before you just jump in and play. And it's kind of like, how can Trey get these reps? Even think about it. They're all sick. Think about the last week of practice. They've been sick. They didn't really hold. They hold well. Individual drills on Wednesday. No practice Thursday or Friday. Travel day, Saturday, game on Sunday, rest day, Monday, practice Tuesday, Wednesday. That are light practices that are more like walkthroughs because you're on a short week. And another game Thursday. So realistically... This is a good time for him to miss and then come back get off off that long extended mini bye week for playing Thursday to Sunday.
1: Well, it won't be Thursday to Sunday uh, just because there's the next week they're playing Thursday night football for the Patriots game. So, so they go go, Thursday to extended to Thursday. by after that, so they go Thursday to Thursday in this case.
3: Yeah, is that a home game? No, it's in New England. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Wheelchair pusher, Brando. I can't. Sorry, right. can't do these yeah. three a.m. nights on a yeah. school night. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Thursday night would be kind of rough uh, to go teach the next morning, I'd assume. But, but thanks for sharing your your story on that. That was that was really insightful. And, you know, not only did it validate what I was kind of, you know, reaching for straws at, but, you know, it it makes a lot of sense because I, I've definitely felt that way before. You know, if you play tense, then you, you got to be loose all the time. And, and you know, that's got to be tough to do that if you're if your mind isn't on board.
3: Pat, you get this, too, though, because you play through it with your shoulder you worst through. decision Some of my
2: wall. entire worst decision of my entire life, dude. I can't exactly. go rock climbing. You, I can't do anything, and I never did. I did the physical therapy for like two weeks. They they said you got to do it, and if you don't do it, you'll have terrible range of motion. And yeah, I was just so happy to get the the sling off and everything that I just never. I have I have horrible range of motion when I tore yeah. mine labrum and hurt myself i can't i can't even rock climb i can't so if, you find you the limitations here,
3: that come up when you're not expecting them if you start pushing it early and these yeah. are things i'm really glad that you know i'm not glad that we experienced them so young because it, it did ex- involve injury and you know pats have issues i have issues but like in in an educating position you can teach about it and then a the coach as a coach you really have to know this sort of thing stress
2: that it's important like you said yeah. and i think yeah. the other thing too with trey is that like I mean, number one, we're we're lucky that we're in a position where we don't need him to come back right away. And number two, honestly, I would even, and this is really stretching it. This is, this is, see, I, this is why I don't know if I would be a good boss or not, but I'd say, listen, Trey, your kid's supposed to be born right around the new year. Just wait till you have your kid, dude. Is Wait he? till you have it. Is that- she pregnant I- again? Yeah, dude, we're oh, supposed to have, he's, he's supposed to to have a kid coming cool. up like right around. And that's what I'm saying. I would almost be like, listen, Trey, like just, just get all that off your plate, dude, and get ready to go. Maybe you get in like one week before the playoffs start. God forbid we're in a position where we're going to make the playoffs because if we're not, then, you know, whatever, maybe you sit out the rest of the year. But like, I, I just think that there's a lot of things that got to be going through his mind too, not even football related that like, you know, we're, we're just fortunate You know, why would you put, why would, why would you put someone in a position where they have to come back at a set date if they don't necessarily need to, if the players, you know what I mean? And it's not like, yeah, ideally before that Miami game, I would say, but that's a good point. Cause I didn't think about that at all. I didn't know that he was about to have a kid. That's cool.
1: Miami is the matchup that you'd look at and say, yeah, it'd be nice to have him for, for that
3: day for sure. But can you believe the bills lost to the jets? Oh my God. I Sorry, can't at least imagine. we take responsibility Freaking when Zach, we...
1: Zach Wilson, who put up what, three points yesterday?
3: Did you, you hear his comments, Pat? Do you have a quote from him? Is that like what you know no, what
2: he I, said? I, I, I don't. But we'll find out what Pat's going to be quoting about here soon <laughs> <laughs> after the break. No, that was. Yeah, it's. <laughs> We're so
1: lucky to have Josh Allen who puts the blame of the universe on himself after a loss, which honestly it is probably unhealthy. And then you got Zach Wilson when the offense puts up three points and the defense is playing amazing. And they're like, do you, uh, wh- wh- how, how is the question phrased, Brandon, do you remember from the press conference? Did
3: you feel like you let the defense down? I watched the whole presser
2: too, but did you see his body language? He was like, no, it's uh, it's, it's, it's sort of out of context. The question was, though,
3: the defense played such an outstanding game. Do you feel like that you let some of those players down by not being able to move the ball? So you-
2: Pat, what was what was the context that surrounded it? Before he said that it's not on him entirely, he said it's super. It's a super frustrating day. Of course, it's frustrating. I had some balls that got away from me, but we got to find a way as an offense. We got to do some digging. We got to watch some film and see what we can do to get better. OK, was how Did he you watch any it. of the game. Did you see any of his highlights? I uh, I saw the punt return at the end. The highlight of that. I, I, I didn't. Did really you see some of the missed
3: throws? John's they showed the
2: one to Braxton Berrios in the flat where he threw it like th- four, oh, three feet over his head. Yeah, off
3: it. Yeah,
1: I saw but that. even I, I did see that. And uh, I, you know what my first thought was? I was like, "That's happened to Josh Allen. Josh, like. <laughs> Josh had a throw like that like just this week. Josh you know, lost the game like McKenzie that on, screen. on the yeah, out route yeah. that
3: he threw into the exactly. dirt. Exactly. Yeah."
1: exactly exactly so like you know it's
3: like we've been there he also had 379 yards passing that day yeah yeah
1: the the bigger the body of work you look at that's where you can start to make conclusions and that's where zach wilson's body of work starts to look like you know not a good body
2: yeah but but i i just i mean i think he's a I, I'm not even gonna. I'm just gonna leave that one hanging, gonna leave that low fruit dangling. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I think that I definitely think he's emotionally immature. But I do feel like it was prefaced before he said that, and he shouldn't have said that it wasn't on him because it is on him. And if you wanna take Josh Allen's dialect a little bit further, he gets that from Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the one who started that, like putting it entirely on himself. If you watch a Tom Brady presser, always. Did you see Dan Orlovsky's comments? What did what did Dan Orlasky say?
3: Yeah, he was like, he has a 10-year-old kid playing quarterback right now. And he always tells his quarterback, he says, um, hype up your teammates and anything that goes wrong during the game at all, it's your fault. He's like, no matter what, you have to say it's your fault. He's like, you own it. You hype up your teammates, but everything is your fault. And that's it. He's like, you're the quarterback You're the coach on the field. That's what I'm teaching my 10-year-old son. That's what Zach Wilson should be saying. That's what Josh Allen says. And that's what these guys need to understand, right? They're the, yeah. they're the captain stealer in the boat. And if you hit the iceberg, well, whose fault is it really? It's the captain. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. yeah. And the one thing that I'll say about Brady and, you know, I'm trying to set my bias aside here. And I, you know, I know that's not entirely possible with Josh Allen, but when Brady says stuff like that, and, you know, maybe it's different earlier on, on in Brady's career before he has the success that he has, but do you actually think that Tom Brady believes that sometimes? Because it,
2: it doesn't matter. It's the class. It's the class of the fact that he says it. Bill Belichick does the
1: same thing where he gives the boilerplate simple answer like we need to do better. I need to do better. And, you know, Bill usually says we. He usually doesn't say like this loss is on me. I, I have to I have to teach better. You know, he's not like doing that, you know, whereas Tom's like, you know, I got to play better. I got to do this. I could have done this, you know, that kind of thing. But. they they always have that sly, you know, Tom always had that sly smile after a thing like that. And it's it's almost like he got pleasure out of not giving the media what they wanted. The media wants a good quote, you know, and he just kept saying the same thing over and over again. And while he is on the surface saying that he's taking the blame, it's like, uh, I don't know if I believe it so much. And I don't know if, you know, you just know that there's more to, whereas like, Josh is still young and he still wears his heart on his sleeve. You can tell what that man is thinking. He doesn't really hold much in, you know, but I would think that there's a difference in, you know, genuineness between the two of them. But again, I'm totally we'd have biased, to We'd have to so. look at
2: 2005, Tom versus 2000. That's a good Jackson, question because yeah. I haven't
1: seen a 2005 Tom Brady, you know, and we probably wouldn't recognize him with the lack of plastic surgery at that point. Yeah, so.
2: so he did. It was prefaced. It was prefaced with him saying "No, it, it was prefaced with him not taking any responsibility directly, but acknowledging that he did play poorly.
1: <laughs> gotcha. I'm just glad we're, we're not in New York and we don't have Zach Wilson at quarterback. But anyway, we're going into the Detroit game. So. We're not sure if we're going to you know, get a second episode out this week, but there would definitely not be a, a Brando's Bet segment, an official one before the Bills game. We might have another one before the other NFL games for you guys to listen to at some point. Still trying to figure out the logistics on that with the whole Thanksgiving week and everything
3: like that. And, and uh, being in Detroit for the game.
1: Right, right. And the fact mm-hmm. we usually record our Friday episodes on Wednesday. So if we recorded a Bills bet or, you know, like a bets and a preview podcast, it would be already after the Bills game and we wouldn't know what happened. So we'll figure it out. We'll get something out to you guys. But uh, let's just look at like, what, what are you going to be betting on for this game, Brandon? Looking at the Bills in Detroit.
3: All right. So what I'm looking at this week, Josh Allen to be the first quarterback to win in all three Thanksgiving Day time slots. We saw him take down the Cowboys monumental coming of age game, the beautiful quarterback sneak where he picks the ball up and he chucks through that line and picks up the first down. I want to say we saw him beat the Steelers on Thanksgiving. Oh, the saints last year. It was the saints in the night game. Um, Trey white, obviously injury, but big time blowout of that game. And here to beat the motor city lions, my, my, second hometown we'll call it um in all three time slots 12 15 4 15 and 8 15 the cycle so let's see it the buffalo bills on thanksgiving is going to be a new american special i love to see it i would love them to only play away on thanksgiving please that don't would play be fitting game. um But I like it. It's fun to watch. Brings the family together. I think it's really good for the families in Buffalo. You just put it on. You don't have to talk politics. Uh, You know, talking bills with your family could be like talking politics. Sometimes if Jermaine Edmonds contract comes into discussion or paying (laughs) Jordan Poyer or however you want to dice it. But I really like the win on the money line. And I really think Steph Diggs is going to have a day. So touchdown, and 70 yards of offense. Parlay all three of those together. Use the bonuses when you're looking at DraftKings. All of these bets are made on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This is my go-to when I'm betting this NFL holiday season. Like I said, I love the parlays, the alternate lines. I live and die in the alternate lines. I live and die by the alternate total points. I love it. You can go through all of the games in the NFL all these different players. And right now, when you sign up for DraftKings, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. If you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets, like we just said, which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. Josh Allen winning, the Bills winning, digs touchdown, digs over 70 yards. Combine all of that and the more legs that you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. Like I just said, be thankful for this Bills team that you can bet on them and they are profitable this holiday season. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the special code NABP for not another Buffalo podcast and place a $5 bet on NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code NABP. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: Very cool. Very cool. All right, we're going to get a break in here real quick and uh, we'll be back with some quotes with Pat. So stick around. I apologize. I haven't created you a hype up quotes of
3: Pat segment.
2: No, you're good, he man. needs
3: one. I love the segment. I really do. He really I really does forward need to this. One, I think yeah. about this during the day about what you're going to pull Pat. All
2: right. Excuse well, I got some, it. I got some more heat. All these quotes are from yesterday though. They're all quotes from yesterday. Okay. We already went over Zach Wilson uh, <laughs> saying it was a super frustrating day. Of course it's frustrating. I had some balls that got away from me, but we got to find a way as an offense. We got to find a way to do some digging. Watch a little film and see what we can do to get better. Um, this is another quote. A Hang on real player. quick, Pat. There's a joke in there
3: about Zach Wilson's mom saying about how his son's balls got away somewhere. Something. Oh, I
1: there. thought you were going to say about Zach Wilson watching film. Oh, I had some balls that funny. got
2: away from me there. Yeah. So this is a quote from an NFL player on November 20th, 2022. I'm going live on Warzone. Is this Kyler Murray?
3: There's a lot of guys that play cod in the NFL. Kyler no, Murray, uh, Kyler Murray,
1: Kyler you Murray. Would
2: think you would think you would think. Well, Ooh. Kyler Murray's
1: playing right now, so he probably didn't have a press conference yesterday, right?
2: Isn't Kyler hurt though?
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He's not even. No, it's playing not right Kyler now. Murray it's, though. Antonio it's Brown, Colt McCoy.
2: It's a player that it's a player that is not injured. Okay, also, John, so, your
3: thing that you tagged Pat in, like showing Cole McCoy after Jimmy G. He was all this
2: stuff. Jimmy G looks like George Clooney. He does George Clooney. I was thinking about the gray.
3: But he's so gray. He's like 32, 31
2: years old. Jimmy's got to be. Let me see how old Jimmy is. My boy.
1: But he's so gray. He wasn't expecting to play any games this year. He was expecting to get paid and ride the bench. And that that's what he prepared for.
3: And, he's and stressing the, uh,
1: the stress of playing and
2: actually yeah, preparing and doing all that stuff. How is he only thirty-one years old? Well, interesting. Interesting. Anyways, so he's going live on Warzone. He does Twitch. Um, this guy actually was on a bye week this week. Um,
1: okay. Uh,
2: He has short extremities, so maybe the controller would have to be made smaller for him to be more effective. Tyreek Hill. Yes. Nice, hey! Nice I was guess.
1: just, I was just thinking like Miami Dolphins on a buy, and then I was, then you said small player, and so I had to guess.
2: But <laughs> all right, so I got a. Uh,
1: We're getting better. I got it.
2: I got one for you right here. This is a two-parter. All right. So this is a Bill Belichick quote. He says, "Certainly, there's some innate skills that go with that. We saw Julian Edelman never return punts before the season started, and then lead the league in punt return yards." Bill Belichick was talking about what player?
1: Uh, who's the punt returner who took that kickback for the touchdown against the Jets to win the game?
2: Went to the University of Houston. This guy also has a player with the first name Malcolm and the same last name as him. But he's a defensive Butler? back, plays corner. Butler? Malcolm Butler? Yeah, but I'm saying that. This person has someone on the defense with the same last name as him. It's on the Patriots, went to the University of Houston. I remember seeing this guy's name because
1: of the kick that he brought back and the fact, I don't even think I I knew this guy before this punt returned. He's
2: nice, dude. He should win Rookie of the Year.
1: Can you, can you give us his name? Because I'm not going to be able to name it. I have no idea. No, you're
2: good. So I'll give you... So he has the last name of a popular Counting Crows song. Let's see. I'm like hard to handle. <laughs> no, that's that's Black Crows, Counting Crows. Oh, P- Counting Crows. Okay, sorry. Last name of a famous Counting Crows song. Oh, also you could say "Keeping Up with the." Yes. Oh, and like Mr. Jones. Yes, and he has the same first name as Mac Miller. Marcus Jones. It is um. Okay, I'm Googling it right now. Mark yes, Mac it is Marcus Jones. It was. No, Mac Miller's name is Malcolm. I'm sorry, but okay, that was really misleading because Mac's first name. If you're just like Mac,
1: it's like okay, are we talking about Mac Jones here? Malcolm also Jones. A New England
2: Patriot. Yeah, Malcolm it's James. Malcolm I'm James. sorry, it's Malcolm yeah. James and and Marcus Jones. I'll be all right, okay. but okay. yes, yes, Malcolm Jones. <laughs> all right, we got I'm that. sorry, Marcus Jones. Oh my god, <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Jones has a touchdown.
3: Mac Miller, RIP. RIP. Yes. Cool. 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 Cool.
2: Marcus. Yes, Bill Belichick on Marcus Jones is right here in my notes. All right. He's uh, he's their number one cornerback, and he's playing just as well as JC Jackson, who may have injured himself into never playing at a high level again. But
1: well, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say JC Jackson, uh, not a, not a super high bar to clear, but it was enough to get him uh, a bag in free agency, I guess. So
2: that was that yeah. was iconic watching Stefan Diggs give JC Jackson the the peace sign on Thursday yes. Night Football,
3: and then when he went and he was phone like, throwing you. game, when he pointed to everybody, was like shut you, you, f- up you, you, f- you, you, and you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. All right.
1: Well, that's Uh, got to do it for this one. We're way overboard or overboard over time. But you guys know where to find us on Twitter at not buff podcast. Like I said, not sure what we're going to do for the rest of the week, but we will probably be putting something out. So keep an eye out and everybody have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Be safe when you're traveling. Sorry, go ahead, Brandon.
3: No, that's what I was just going to say. If you're traveling and you have us on and you're going to the game, tweet at us. Tell us your story. Are you going with your family? Are you watching it at home? What are you doing for the Bills game? Are you going to eat before? You can't eat before. This is the perfect game to put on during the time where you're not supposed to eat. You eat after the game. Hopefully, it's a celebration dinner, right? Yeah. And if you're in the central
1: time zone like me, the game starts at 1130. So, you know, can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning.
3: (laughs) Well, very nice. Very nice. (laughs) Pat, I hope you have a good holiday as well with the fam. You know, Mikey Sr. Happy Thanksgiving to the Caprios.
2: We will. We'll be eating for sure. And And a special happy birthday
1: to our very own Brando. We're not going to tell you exactly what day his birthday is, but it's sometime this week.
3: It's not Wednesday and it's not today.
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That's all right. I mean, I, I know most of your internet passwords based on the ESPN accounts we shared, so I can say your birthday's not in it. So that's that's no, it's that's, not. The history
3: cue <laughs> is if if you know what day JFK was shot, you know, like thirty four years later I was born. Nice. Yeah, that's informative. That's
1: that's that's kind of a downer.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, anyways, uh, uh, happy just, Thanksgiving, guys. Oh, oops, go sorry. Bills. Go Bills. Uh, <laughs> go bills.
1: Happy birthday, Brandon. Go check out his articles. He's doing a great job.